Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. 
Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Hey, Tom Brady retired again. Who cares? Yeah. Okay. Did he really retire? Oh, I you no, can't I trust do, him. I do care. Um, but I'm gonna say this right now. If you tune into this show mm-hmm. to hear Tom Brady talk, you're not getting it today. I mean, you're gonna get a little of it, you're but you're not get a little get, bit of it. You're not gonna get but with like, other people. We we spent a show a year ago doing mm-hmm. Tom Brady retirement talk. The hey. GOAT. He's the GOAT. He's the GOAT. Okay. You don't get two of those shows. You know what's funny about that? It's like when you die. It's like you get a death show. Mm-hmm. You don't get to die twice. That's fair. Right? Yeah. Well, in this case, you choose it, right? (laughs) In this case, he... That depends. Like, maybe maybe people who have died should get two death shows, right? Back to back. (laughs) So... You get one death show. Here's the funny thing about what you're saying, because I don't disagree with you. I think most people... All right, we've already eulogized Tom Brady's career. That's what I'm saying. We did that last year. He really didn't do anything this year to that made us re-examine or add on to that. Um, he had a good year for a 46-year-old guy. I mean, threw over 4,000 yards, 30 touchdowns. Like, he had a good year. Yeah, but... Team sucked. Yeah, but but father time was there. Father time was there. It, it looked real. Here's the thing, though. I like Tom Brady now more today than I did this time last year when he retired. Why? One, I thought the the way he conveyed his message was more authentic. Oh, I thought his message was fantastic. And, and he even acknowledged the fact that basically what I'm saying is like, you get one retirement. Yeah. And we will. And you get one weepy retirement. Okay. And, yeah. And you, we you will. You get one letter. You get one press conference. The whole thing. Today was great. I didn't think he, he rehearsed it. I mm-hmm. thought it was just, hey, I'm going to go to the beach. I'm going to pull out my phone. Yep. Um. I'm sure he has an iPhone because he's not a weirdo like you. Uh-huh. Uh, and I'm then sure he he's just, got a, I'm, he I'm just, sure he's an Android guy. You think so? Yeah, look at him. Just look at his face. You can see it in the eyes. No. And then he just records 60 seconds and he's, and he's out. So that's one reason. The other reason is I thought this year humanized Tom Brady. I think Tom Brady for a lot of his career has been the yes sir, no sir, yes ma'am, no ma'am robot that hasn't said or done anything interesting. Uh, meaning like he's been a great player He's also been kind of boring and vanilla, and I think it's kind of been what the cookie-cutter NFL quarterback, <clears throat> what, what the NFL has wanted their quarterbacks to be for a long time. And I thought this year, whether it was the decision to come back, which I felt was a real human moment. Hey, made a decision to retire, now don't want to do it. Um, the fact that I think he did look human this year on the field, and listen, the divorce. I really that's that's a tough thing to go through. As as anybody who's been married or divorced understands the amount of heart, a lot that, of stress that you well, but the heart that you put into a living breathing relationship and to have that end and oh by the way, you know, if my wife leaves me tomorrow, guys, uh you guys probably aren't going to know for a few months and it's not going to be huge news. It was on every single News channel, sports channel, for a yeah, good I mean, deal of the offseason. It, it was something he had to respond to. Like, he had to talk about it in public. Like, yeah. That's a tough deal. So, I agree with everything you said. I also probably have a different perspective on him this year because he was humanized. 
to me, he was humanized. I think for a lot of people, he's humanized because he's been in the public eye for 20 years. All right, you got about 45 more seconds on this. All right. Thank you, Tom Brady. No, no, that feels... No, I, I had sports hate for Tom Brady, but I can walk away with sports respect for Tom Look, Brady. I've watched that guy play my whole life. I, I played against him a couple times. Like, he's the GOAT. If nope. only he was one of your eight tackles. If he was one of your eight tackles, be honest. He was not. If he was one of your eight tackles, we'd be doing five hours on this today, Maybe. wouldn't we? <laughs> we might be. My so, brother did pick him off in college. Mm, That's kind of cool, though. Can we get your bro in for like uh, two or three hours? And then he got beat for a touchdown like two plays later by, right, now by, Char- need to come by Charles in. Woodson. Now he didn't need to come in. Uh, um, anyway, congrats, so, Tom. We love you. Yeah. You're now, the GOAT. Get the hell out of here. Go enjoy. Now, can, can I go go lay with your beautiful smoke show Instagram European model? By the way, Giselle Bunchin, does she really need to comment on Instagram on his post? Couldn't she just send him a text? Yeah, she could have. I'm just saying. Oh, it's a ploy. It's a ploy. Somebody's trying to win the divorce. And also he's winning the divorce because he's got the 26-year-old European model. Um, Is 20 years too much of a gap? Yes. Yes. Well, he's, you know what? We already had that conversation. <laughs> we can bring that back later in the show. Um, so now that we've got given Tom his flowers, Tom, bye. Guess who's not getting flowers? Uh, well, okay, the Cavs or J.B. Bickerstaff? Well, more so, well, both. Yeah. Sorry, that, no Valentine's Day roses for you guys. It's so funny because, like. Costing me money on FanDuel. Like, losing to the Heat, that's a totally justifiable loss. That's a good team. I don't know they're, they're great. They're a really good team. They've got a great system. They're what most teams, I think, aspire to be. Even when you don't have top flight, upper echelon talent, although Bam and, and Butler are. Yeah. But even when you, you've kind of capped out as a team, you can still compete every single night. So they're kind of what you want to be. But the way they lost last night really, really left a sour taste, not just in, in my mouth, obviously yours too, and pretty much the entire city of Cleveland. Like before this game, how like how much did you know about Caleb Martin? I knew a little bit because I, I knew him from Charlotte. Okay. But okay. But again, how many like, Cavaliers fans knew who Caleb Martin none, was? None. You until, mean the guy and, who and, dropped what was it, eighteen? Uh he buried seven of eight threes. Yeah. So that was seven at ten or carry no, the, the four or five threes. Four or five. He did score uh eighteen points. Okay. So it wasn't just that. It was I mean, how many times are we gonna talk about end of game sequencing with the Cavs? I, I I'm to the point now, if it's a close game, mm-hmm. like I <laughs> cash out. Yeah, yeah. You, Cash out. You don't. You don't really trust. I don't trust. I don't. I, listen. I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. You looked this up before the show, I believe. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking like the last about 14 days, mm-hmm. and I think the, there's three games you can point to where there's end of game situations where JB cost him the game. Well, so where where he didn't help them either salvage it or win the game. I mean, listen, so at the, at the, that's at the best. At the worst, they th- lost three games. There's there's a couple things that bother me, not just the timeout usage or lack thereof, or also also not having any timeouts last night when you mm-hmm. could have used some. In a game, or, you or knew not was fouling be close. and letting t- another 22 seconds go off the clock, mm-hmm. and then not getting a rebound. That's on the players. But I mean, there there are so many things to point to in this game. I mean, why is Mobley even taking a three? Yeah. With under a minute. I mean, the three, uh, and why isn't Darius taking more threes? Um, the three games that I looked at and said, Dar- uh, JB either lost you the games, if you, re- if you if we're thinking more negatively, or JB didn't help you win the game or pull out a game. Uh, the Grizzlies game, 
uh, which was one of the best games they played all year, yeah. only to lose a game. And again, the Grizzlies are a great team, but you had them dead to rights. Uh, the Knicks game, which I'll be honest with you, of all three losses, losing to the Knicks chaps my ass a little bit more than anything else because I don't think the Knicks have top eight seed NBA talent. I think the Knicks are just playing hard. I think the Knicks are kind of a lesser derivation or sorry, lesser iteration of the Miami Heat. Like I think the Heat at least have the talent with Butler and Adebayo to when, be a when top they're, when six they're, team. When they're healthy, I mean, listen, with that coach, Spolster's yep. a hell of a coach. He is. He like I used to be like, oh, this guy's a video intern. Mm-hmm. LeBron's just carrying this guy, like all this stuff. What he's been able to accomplish yep. with that squad, and I, I I don't know. I just think he's one of the best coaches in basketball. And not like Adebayo's great. Jimmy's great. Yeah. No, they, he hasn't had a top 10 player since D Wade left. And and they've just continued to to win time and time again. But that's three games. It's three games in 14 games. And it's so weird because I do think we I think the I think the easy thing to do as sports fans is go, ah, fire JB. Sometimes it's right. And I think I, I've always thought of this year as an evaluation year. And that's something we can get into, right? So I never, I was never certain that JB was going to be the guy three years from now or two years from now or even next year. But like, you can make a case inside the last X amount of times. I mean, whether it's the offense late in game, which by the way is fixable. By the way, Nick, they haven't won a game back to back since January 4th. And Dusty, it's not just the offense late in games. The, the Cavs have one of the five worst scoring offenses in the NBA, and they've got Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland, Evan Mobley, and Jared Allen. So, Four guys that on any team could be all-stars. Well, you've got two guys who are double-double threat on any given night, yes. and you got two guys who can f- score 30 on any given night. Any given, 35. So, and, and, you know, like I know, like Kevin Love's injuries have hurt them. Um, Ricky Rubio not giving you another playmaker. Maybe that's aided to to you uh, having to use your starters more. All of these things are valid reasons why some things have happened. It's not a valid reason for why the Cavs don't have a system. Like JB, on the last time they got the ball out of inbounds, JB calling up the one play. Right. Did anybody – like, to me, a Cavs play is Donovan brings up the ball, Darius brings up the ball, there's a high screen – uh, they drive to the paint or they drive off to the side of the paint and then they try to kick it out or they try and force a shot. And I also have a problem at times with who's on the court in these late game situations. Yeah. Especially if we're trying to, to spread the court. I mean, you got Mobley out wide at times. You got a Koru out wide at times. I mean, wouldn't wouldn't you rather have on the court people that can shoot at least? Like Dean Wade. Like a Dean Wade. And here's the thing. Okoro's been Okoro might have established trade value for himself with the way he's played over the last, like, three weeks. He's really, really, really playing well. But if you're offensively struggling, I think there there does need to be a level of flexibility if you're not going to have a consistent final five. Or, sorry, if you don't have a fifth member of your rotation that plays well enough in each on each side of the court to consistently be the fifth guy on the court at the end of games, then you need to have – it needs to be a feel thing. And – Okoro plays 25 minutes in that game. Mm-hmm. He, he just and he's a great defender. I'll give him that. Yep. But his pr- offensive production is just never there. Well, and, outside that one game, and it's never going to be there <laughs> consistently with a lack of shooters around him. 
Like your best shooter is Darius Garland. Evan Mobley's not an awful shooter, but like there have been points where he's a lob player this year. Donovan has fallen in love with the three ball, which is wild to see. He shot three of 13 from yeah. three last night. Yeah, and that's another part of the conversation we're going to have to get into. Usually it's, well, we didn't start with the right energy, right? And then it, then it goes into you got to sustain the right energy for 48 minutes. But, like, this was a moment where the Cavs came out red hot and mm-hmm. looked like they were going to put this one to bed early. And I just got to be honest with you. We've talked so much, and, and I do think JB deserves credit for the culture that he's built because I don't think you get into a position to trade for Donovan Mitchell without completely repairing the culture to where the Cavs at the low point of the beeline era. Mm-hmm. So I think he deserves credit for that. So he built a good culture. Well, where's the culture now? Because when I hear we got to sustain it for 48 minutes, right. I hear our guys aren't playing hard for 48 minutes or our guys aren't focusing for 48 minutes. And that to me speaks back to coaching. Well, I was going to say culture, but yes, Coaching. Oh, it's kind of the same thing. I mean, I, I think we have this this old school thought on coaches, right? When we, we've talked about Kevin Stefanski, is he enough of a in-your-face kind of guy? Right. And the reality is there have been good coaches across uh, all time in every sport that has a different personality. And I think JB is a fiery guy, but it's apparent that this is not maybe the same team from last year. They don't play with the same spirit as last year. And they don't play um, – they don't know how to play is consistently hard. And I can't tell whether that JB's a part of that or if if JB's the, the last sane man on the Titanic trying to say <laughs> there's an iceberg over there. You know what I mean? Right. I, I don't know. I don't I don't have a, uh, a, a great answer. It's just frustrating to watch this. I mean, basically, since the start of the season, they've had this great – you know, they were started with – eight and one or something mm-hmm. they've basically been a 500 team since then they have and you know we actually have jb talked uh at the start of uh practice today um or at the start of his immediate availability and we're going to get into it because i think he brings up some good points here uh from what keith was kind of relaying to us that the jb bickerstaff said because it, it kind of sounded like a state of the union kind of uh conversation right there is a part of me that understands that when you take what you have which is Jared Allen, Evan Mobley, Darius Garland. That's a really good core. And particularly when two of those guys are 24 years and younger, that's a great core to have in the NBA. But the second you made the trade for Donovan, you did fast forward. You you hit a, we're going to skip a step button. And that's where the frustration's coming from. Because I think most Cavs fans have had tempered expectations, Dustin. Yeah. But I don't think even those tempered expectations are. This isn't about we got to win the East. This is about uh, this is a close game that you should have had against a team you're going to be jostling for position in the East, and it didn't have to go this way. And I think you can say the same thing about some of their other losses, including the Knicks games. And by the way, every one of those games we've talked about, it's been, well, timeout usage for JB. Um, and I, I'm, I'm going to say this because I somebody said this to me, but I don't want to give them – I don't want to put them on blast by putting their name out there. But I agree with 100%. The next time that I see an inbounds play drawn up by J.B. Bickerstaff at the end of a game – Will be the first time? Will be the first time. <laughs> and that's – and I, I, know, I know all coaches are different, but, man, that's – there's some coaches who that's like the best thing they do, and that's why they've been coaches in the NBA for a decade. 
it's just frustrating. I mean, like this last month, you had such an opportunity to gain some ground on the Brooklyn Nets mm-hmm. because they're without Durant. Mm-hmm. You know, they've gone four and six in their last 10 games. Well, guess what? Cavs, same thing. And this is the time of year where I do think young teams and teams in transition, I do think this is a natural area of the season where maybe you can take a step back, right? Because it's it's the it's just it's the dumps of January in the NBA. This is where the grind really is. This in February, um, I've heard it said, and I agree with it. Like the Cavs just want to get to the All Star break. The problem is, while you are immensely talented, you're not such a flawless roster, and you're not such a flawless organization that you can kind of get behind the eight ball here in the Eastern Conference and make that up in the second half. I, I, I agree with you. I, I think that this roster is more talented than that Miami Heat team. Mm-hmm. But they're better coached. They play as a team. Mm-hmm. They're more disciplined. You know, the little things, the, the boxing out late, getting those boards. Yep. Like, there were, I think, three rebounds that Jared Allen just missed at the end of the game. There's a disconnect. Whether it's from JB and the players, whether it's from the players and maybe themselves. Because mm-hmm. I don't think anybody thinks Donovan's a bad guy or Jared Allen's a bad no guy. No one's calling or, anybody a bad guy here. But I do think, like, and I, I think it's something that maybe LeBron learned in Miami. And maybe he, he did differently here. Even great teams, even great guys, you occasionally have to have a come-to-Jesus moment. And it feels like the roster itself it feels like the the gaps in the areas where maybe they're not good, right? The lack of glue. It does feel like those things are causing friction. Mm-hmm. And the right glue players can, like, um, you know, Draymond Green is one of the greatest all-time glue players in the NBA. Like, you can look across uh, with the Cavs. The Cavs had a, a couple glue players. Tristan was one of those guys. Delhi was one of those guys, right? Guys who just who just fit in the, the soft spaces where the rest of your guys weren't able to fill in. And it does feel like that's where the Cavs' role players should be fitting in, and it doesn't feel like any of those guys are doing that. I just don't feel like the Cavs have any legitimate role players that you, you can count on on any given night. So it's interesting you say that, because I think they're actually really deep and really interesting. I think the problem is, because you don't have a legitimate fifth starter right now, I feel like everybody's bumped up a peg. And I think in the NBA, if you take a role player and he's now in a bigger role that he's not ready for or maybe he's just not good enough for, all of a sudden, everybody else gets bumped up a peg. And all of a sudden, you get a bunch of guys playing out of whether it's the rotational minutes they deserve, whether it's um, you know maybe up to their talent, whatever it is. And then all of a sudden, that starts to become an, a glaring area of weakness. And I don't think it helps that Kevin Love can't give you anything off the bench in terms of scoring. 216-578-0092. Are you guys is it is it appropriate? Are we at the time where it's time to start doubting whether JB Bickerstaff is the right guy for the Cavs? We got more on this. We're gonna play JB in a moment here, but Nick has been waiting patiently. Nick, how are we doing, buddy? Good, good. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. What's up, man? So my uh my concern I was there last night and I see Karis Levert playing. I don't want to pick on Karis, but it seems like whenever he's out there, it, we just kind of get more stagnant. He's a guy that kind of needs to have the ball in his hand. And I know we just traded for him last year, but he also, I believe, has an expiring contract. Do you think he's gone before the 
trade deadline? Because do you think that he brings enough value to where maybe we can pick up a, uh, a strong wing player that can play defense that's more of a spot-up shooter? I was pretty surprised. Uh, I looked. Uh, I, I think Ben Axelrod of WKYC, and thanks for the call, Nick. I think uh, Ben had, had tweeted out the uh, odds on one of the, the sites for uh, players to be traded at the deadline. Karis LeVert's plus 200 right now. I was shocked that he wasn't one of the favorites. Um, I would be surprised if they don't turn Karis LeVert into either a Tim Hardaway Jr. or a uh, Malik Beasley. Like Those are some of the names that have been thrown around. I don't know you're going to be able to turn him into a Bogdanovich, which I'd really love, especially Bojan in Detroit. Six foot eight wing, dot, like I don't. I he usually shoots above forty percent from three. He's not a great defender, but he's good enough defender. I think mm-hmm. you know, just giving some size next to those guards. It's not quite Laurie Markkinen in your your trio of seven footers, but man, I think give me that. G- give me give me give me a six foot eight wing who can just give you some options out there and shoot forty percent from three. So we're starting the show doubting J.B. Bickerstaff. I think we do have to have an uncomfortable conversation about Donovan at some point in today's show, but J.B. Bickerstaff uh, started today's media availability with kind of a state of the union. We're going to play that for you right now because I think some of the things he says are spot on. I think some of the things might be veering into maybe excuse land. Here's J.B. Just a conversation about you know what happens in the game, execution, spots where you know guys want to be um you know the difference uh, physicality that you're allowed to play with down the stretch um you know i think that's been you know a learning point for us and you know how do you get open how do you catch the ball where you want to catch the ball um you know those things come and it's you know it's just seems like it's a small thing but there's no other way to really recreate it until you go through it with the pressure of a real game moment. So we wanted to make sure that we spent some time you know, trying to clean clean that up. Um, the way we play, we're going to be in a lot of close games. So making sure we understand what exactly we're trying to get out of it and how we get to it um, you know, is what we were focusing on. And you know, we had a conversation with the guys also um, you know, just about the reality of where we are. And, you know, I think in, you know, all the noise and chatter, like, people forget how much this group has accomplished. Like, we're the number one ranked defense in the NBA still. Um, You know, prior to last night, we were the 10th ranked offense in the NBA. You know, this morning, we're 11th now, I think it is. Um, You know, we've got the second best net rating in the NBA. There's seven teams that have more than 30 wins uh, in the NBA, and we're one of those teams. Um, you know, none of those teams, you know, in the Eastern Conference, start a 21-year-old, a 22-year-old, a 23-year-old, a 24-year-old, and a 26-year-old. You know, the teams that are ahead of us are teams, you know, that have been weathered and been through things. Um, you know, that have built that. Sometimes I think people want to skip steps in getting where you know we all want to go we're not putting a roof on our guys but you know what they've accomplished at this age is above and beyond what you know is standard 
And I think they need to know that and they need to appreciate it. Uh, building a team is not easy, right? It takes some bumps, it takes some bruises, uh, it takes some failures. Like you learn from your biggest mistakes. If you make a mistake in execution now, right? That's how you correct it because now you know moving forward how you can improve and how you can get better. Um, you know, have we left some food on our plate? I think for sure, you know, but I think that's part of growth and that's the NBA. But, you know, I just don't, I don't like, you know, the negativity that's surrounding the group, you know, as if something wrong has happened. Um, there's too many positive things that this team has accomplished to allow, you know, any negativity around our group. Like, the guys are too good of guys. They work their tails off. And, you know what I mean? Like, individually, we have guys who are having career years. Uh, again, as a group, you know, like there's seven teams with 30 plus wins. Like, we've got a lot done in a short amount of time. And building a team, you know, isn't easy. Like, you're, you've had three games completely healthy. And I think it's, you know what I mean? Like, people get lost in the reality. Um, but I want our guys to just understand, like, all the things that they've done and how good a place we're in right now. And again, we're not done getting better, and we will continue to get better. You know, I'll get better. You know, players will get better. But it's always about this, right? Nobody has started from here and then just jumped to here, right? You all do this. You know? Teams take defeats, you know, in the first round of the playoffs. They come back next year, they're better. Like, that's how this thing works. Um, again, this is not to stunt our guys' expectation and growth, you know, but I want them to understand all the things that they have done and how positive this place is and how we are moving and trending. I want to tell you the thing I like about what I heard before we get into the things maybe we didn't like. Okay. It sounds like a guy fighting for his team. I don't agree with everything JB said, but he didn't lose his mind. He was there. I think he, I think he believes what he said to, for the most part. There's a couple things we can pick apart. But I did hear a guy that's trying to fight back against external pressures. Yeah, but who's who's fighting against the team? Um, I mean, I think I think the team hears the negativity. I I, I bet you the team understood that with a minute left in that game, fans were were going out of the Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse last night. I I guarantee you that they feel that. And they it, should feel that though. Well, yes. I but, mean, you, when you're a professional athlete and you're a really good team mm -hmm. with good players and you're not performing, you should feel that. Well, but this team isn't used to being in that position. And that is like the crux of his argument there is that, you know, this is not who we were last year and it's we're, we're trying to develop into this new thing. I, I personally think youth and health can be a bit of an excuse, particularly when last year the only thing you did really well was playing really hard. But like the general idea of, that's a new experience being the hunted, and it's a new experience being uh, maybe having fans frustrated with you instead of the adulation. I think that's a real thing. I kind of agree with Keith on this a little bit. Keith, Keith, jump in. Well, I just to me, what kind of when I look deeper and listen to it deeper, it's kind of a deflection job for me. I mean, I think the majority of people I've heard today, including you guys, have been putting a lot of the blame on JB because mm -hmm. of his in-game situational coaching, some of the decisions he's made with the roster playing as starters, maybe too many minutes here, not enough here. 
And I think a lot of the blame is going to JB. And in this, you hear him just saying, hey, I wanted the players to know they've done a lot of good things. Mm -hmm. It's kind of deflection and saying, well, nobody's saying the player haven't done great things at this point in the season. Their Mm -hmm. record speaks for itself. They've done some great things. They've had some injuries, whatnot. I think people are asking, what about you, JB? And I didn't hear anything about his coaching and what he needs to do better in that. Yeah, I and I think that's a fair – listen, I think it's fair. I would also say that there's a time and place to to address that, and I think you do open up another can of worms. At this point, we're talking about January – or sorry, February 1st, I know what month it is. Uh, addressing those concerns, I think this early, I do think it opens up a can of worms. And by the way, I think they're probably already having the conversation – Internally, I think JB's probably already hearing this and having to answer these questions internally. Fair? Yeah, that's fair. I'm just saying, like, I don't know if this was prompted, like, if this was his monologue there came as part of a question, an answer to a question that was mm-hmm. asked, or if he just started out and saying, listen, I want to address this. Because it did sound, like you said, kind of like a State of the Union address, a State of the Team. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I don't know. I feel like most of the people are going after JB. I want to hear what JB's plan is to get better. Mm-hmm. 216-578-0092. After hearing what J.B. Bickerstaff says, we're going to continue on the conversation, whether you have doubts about J.B. being the right guy. And I think there is a conversation to be had about the Cavs and the difference between expectations and reality. You know, at the end of the conversation we're just having there about Bickerstaff, the point was from both you and Keith, well... You know, we played the snippet, the four-minute four, uh, clip uh, from his press conference today, um, and it did sound like a defense of the players instead of maybe taking on his own personal responsibility. I don't think we should just be criticizing J.B. Bickerstaff. I do think the players deserve some of the criticism, and I think some of the criticism that I have starts with Donovan Mitchell. Because Donovan's been the guy that's been in the playoffs five times. Donovan's been the guy who who scores 28 points a game yep. in the playoffs. And Donovan last night, you mentioned his three-point numbers. He was 3 of 13. I think I really love that Donovan is trying to will this group of guys to their destiny. I love that. I love how hard he plays. Um, and I do think a little bit of the number drop, I, I, think, I think a lot of that is the groin injuries bugging him. And he's just gutting it out. But I also think there are times where Donovan takes over games where if maybe – and I, and that's a big thing that goes on in the NBA, but where maybe just maybe if he fit more into a team concept, specifically on the offensive side of the ball, I think the Cavs might have two or three more wins this year. That doesn't mean it's his fault because JB also has to be the guy that, be, that has to be like, hey, at the end of games, I'm going to need you to pass to Donovan. It can't just be you take over in the fourth quarter. That's going to happen naturally. There also have to be games where you empower Donovan and Evan and Jared Allen and some yeah. of the role guys to like take not take over a game, but make their contribution. Who's who? Do you think's the man late in games? Who do you want it to be? Oh, it it's it's Donovan. That's fine, but it's it's it, it needs to be Darius too. Are there you, needs are to you be at games. all concerned about Donovan's um, health right now? Yes, terrified. Because really since the injury, he hasn't played great. And I think he's pressing. I think you saw it last night. Like, there were a couple threes. I don't know if it's he's falling in love with the three ball or he's pressing. There were a couple plays late where he was just like, oh, I've got a man right on me, and there's a guy open in the corner. I'm going to go ahead and jack I'm gonna up set, this I'm going to settle for this three instead of 
bursting past yeah. this guy because I know it's going to put a little stress on my groin or whatever's bothering him right down right now. Um, or pick yeah. and pop with your bigs. Yeah, you two bigs just loving to throw screens for you. So we've got two absolute monsters in the middle. I would say right now. And by the way, for the most part, they kind of did their job last night. Mm-hmm. I would say the only thing down the stretch late were, were, the, were the boards that Jarrett couldn't grab mm-hmm. and free throws. So everybody complained about Evan Mobley being on Jimmy Buckets last night. He had a great defense in the paint that ended up with a Bam Adebayo bucket, and then he defended that play as well. Like that kid took, had, had Jimmy Buckets out by the three-point line. Jimmy drives. He stops Jimmy. Jimmy has that little dink pass to uh, – to to bam and then he defended that despite being like four feet away yeah so like the i i think the players are there everybody wants a new oh i i need an a, what was the report uh jb's gone to management and maybe jb wants more guys on this team could they every team in the nba could always use another player do they have enough right now to avoid the win to avoid the losses that they've uh yes. lost here yes absolutely that that game last night, they should have won. Agreed. And the Memphis game, they should have won. Greg, welcome to the show, buddy. What you got for us, Greg? Uh, what I wanted to say was all JB is talking about as far as like skipping steps is like you can't you can't beat experience. And all these teams that are ahead of us right now, the all the other thirty plus win teams have been to the playoffs, have been through the battle, have have been tested, and the Cavs haven't yet. And until they learn that, until they go through that, they're not going to they're not going to learn that. They're not going to know that. And Donovan's the only player we have that's actually gone through that in our starting five. So, so it's like during late game situations, they kind of defer to him instead of like running the offense or whatever. So here's uh, so I I agree to a point. I would also say to JB himself, and thanks for the call, Greg. I would also say it's January. You're not having these conversations. Like if if you're having these conversations in January, you might not be having these conversations in May because you might not even be in the playoffs. Like this is not. And, and by the way, the conversations have been ongoing all year. And somebody on Twitter, and I can't remember who it was. Oh, it was Jay Young on Twitter. And Twitter reactions brought to you by Scheiben Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. Jay said the Cavs have superstar syndrome. I think some of that is the case. But, like, this idea of the, oh, well, it's inexperience. No, no, no. The Cavs have played in January before. And, by the way, the Cavs, if look back at their month of January last week, last year. Arguably one of their best months. So, if, if we're saying the Cavs don't have the kind of experience to play in May, yep, you might be right on that. That might be the fatal flaw in the Death Star this year. And that should probably drop our expectations. We're talking about winning individual games in January where the job didn't get done. And the things that it points back to are your superstar maybe not sharing the ball enough and your head coach maybe not executing late in games well enough. I think that's completely fair and accurate. Let's go with Lewis. Lewis, real quick, buddy, what you got for us? Hey, I heard Cam Reddish is out there for two second-round picks. What do you think? I love me. Okay. So this is tough. I know Fedor had a report. Thanks for the call. I know Fedor had a report that the Cavs had done due diligence on Reddish and that the vibe, the, the, the thing thrown back at them was 
He's not really coachable, and he can be a little aloof. But for the price, if 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 JB or whoever your coach is could get through to Cam Reddish, he's absolutely everything you need at the three spot, right? I, the, the shooting should be a little concerning, but like a 3 and D player who's incredibly athletic, who has the athleticism to guard uh, the Tatums, the Browns, the Giannis, like those players, LeBrons, that's what Cam Reddish could be. For two second-round picks, I don't know you can get a player at that talent, at that age, still moldable for that price. So, yes. if that's As a matter of fact, if that's all they did was Dylan Windler for Cam Reddish, and, or sorry, two seconds and Dylan Windler for Cam Reddish, sign me up. Because at least then you did something. You that's tried right. something. That's right. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.